A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. You could hear it. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 14 of Bruce Clues. I am Kyle Gagne, here as always with my co-host, Mike Heinish. What up? Today we're drinking Daisy Cutter Pale Ale from Half Acre Beer Company out of Chicago. It's one of my favorite, like one of my go-to beers. It's very light and it's very drinkable and I like it. It's like Daisy Cutter because it's kind of got, you can taste the floral in it. Yeah, yeah, I've never had this before, but it's a really good choice. It's one I get it. I get it like at least every other month. I'll pick up a case, or a twelve pack of it, and really solid. I'll it's a third of my rotation. It's really good. I because it's not it's not a crazy beer. It's just like a kind of a little bit of unique one, and it's one you can easily drink. Good choice, and the can is so pretty. It, it is beautiful. Daisies. Nice daisies. We're here to discuss all things football and fantasy. Hopefully, helping you out along the way. Make sure to describe to us. On your favorite podcast platform, and also give us a follow on Twitter at Fancy Bruce Pod. We're at about the halfway point in the NFL season, so it makes it a little easier to analyze what we have seen. Let's go ahead and just jump into it. Yeah. Justin Tucker update, all right off the bat. Good place to start. One field goal and three extra points in the loss to the Steelers. Yeah. 65 points on the season for Tucker. Again, going for his fifth consecutive year of 141 points. He's still above pace, but he's paced for 149 now, so it's gone down. He's slightly decelerating. So it's it's a it's a little better, so it's I mean it'll help. They play the Steelers again, so that's another loss on their schedule with less Justin Tucker's. <laughs> there you so, go. Fair enough. Keep tucking, truck. <laughs> boom, boom. Boom. <laughs> truck. Keep on tucking. Oh man! Today's episode we got a fun one. I like this one. We're going to be starting off, as always, with our fact and stat, jumping into the Week 8 recap, then handing out some news updates for what we've heard, after which we'll be doing a fantasy draft of football-like movie and TV characters. I'm a big I'm a big cinephile, yeah. um, <laughs> so I watch a lot of movies and a lot of TV shows. And I've seen some movies and TV shows. <laughs> yeah. But they're all football characters, so right. like uh, some of them... Are, well, I'll explain it more later, but like some of them are based off of real people. So I try not to pick anyone who is actually real. Like, so no, none of the, like Mark Wahlberg and Invincible, because that was a real guy and that was just a true story. Right. Um, and plus, I went, he was just a kickoff team. He wasn't doing much, anyways. But there's also that movie. Did you ever see that with Disney one where who's the boss? Tony Danza. Yeah. He's a garbage man and he um, gets picked up by the Eagles to be their kicker. Because I have not seen this. <laughs> so you've never seen this movie? Uh. It's oh, it's so weird. <laughs> he he's a garbage man, but his garbage truck has the handle to pull it keeps getting always gets stuck. Oh wow! So he kicks it to oh. get to get going, <laughs> and then and then he somehow ends up on the Eagles as their kicker. <laughs> that's what, that's I don't think that one's a true story. I should have put him on there. Actually, I gotta look up if that's a true story. <laughs> you can you can take him if you want. <laughs> All right, the garbage. Picking field goal kicking Philadelphia phenomenon <laughs> is the movie. That's not like the tagline. <laughs> that is the it. title. <laughs> and, uh, a Philadelphia garbage man who develops his leg muscles from kicking the hydraulic lever on his truck is discovered by the Philadelphia Eagles and signed by them to become a kicker. That sounds pretty. Funny. We'll throw him into the mix. We got time. I'm gonna yeah, throw yeah. him into the mix, man. I just forgot. 
I remember. I've been looking like for the past two weeks for football movies and like football characters in those movies. And right. I didn't even come across this and all of a sudden I just remembered it now. Oh man. It aired in 1998. That sounds awesome. <laughs> um, well then after we do that draft, we will be giving our week nine highs and lows, our prop lock of the week and our midseason awards so far before rounding everything off with some Bruce Clues. So, blow my mind with a fact. And there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. All right. I have a, I have a short and sweet one today. So, I looked up the, the viewership for the Super Bowl this past year, and there were almost 100 million viewers. Uh, what I found online came in at 909, or sorry, 99.9 million viewers. I, I looked this up because I stumbled across something about the first televised football game ever. So, in 1939 was when the first televised game uh, was, was aired. It was between the Brooklyn Dodgers and the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if Tony Danza was doing You said 98, not 39. <laughs> uh, but the Dodgers won 24 to 14. I found a couple different places that used different numbers to say how many people were watching, but it was somewhere between 500 and 1,000 viewers watching worldwide as compared to almost 100 million. When, <laughs> when did... I, 1939. This is bad, but like, when did... like. TV become a Oh, thing. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> Probably kind of soon. I was like, is that just how many people were literally at the game? <laughs> no, the game was like 13,000. 1927, so okay. <laughs> yeah, the game had like 13,000 people in attendance or something like More that. More than that were watching. Yeah, <laughs> well over. Well, the first place I looked up said 500 people watched on TV. Uh, something else said 1,000, but, but yeah, that, that, was, that seemed pretty interesting. <laughs> Did you know that TV was invented by a 21-year-old? Well, I feel really disappointed with Named, his last name was Farnsworth. <laughs> Farnsworth. Oh, man. That's interesting. I have, I got a pretty quick one, a little two. Matthew Stafford, you know him, Lions yes. quarterback. He has 72 career wins. Of those wins, he has 36 game-winning drives. Wow. That's half. <laughs> half of his career wins are just due to him being clutch. That's like, crazy. That just shows you like he's never – the Lions have never had a good defense. Right. They, yeah. The last time they were even in the debate was when they had Sue. Right. And I I, I mean this he lost this past week, so the stat stays the same. Right. But that's just crazy. Yeah, that is pretty nuts. Like the, his most recent one two weeks ago came literally with no time left to touch down to Hawkinson. Yeah. but. Half of his wins are just, he's like, I got to do it myself because the rest of the team sucks. <laughs> team on my back. Yeah, I knew he was, uh, you know, known as a fourth quarter or like, you know, last drive kind of clutch guy. But that's crazy to just hear the context of the numbers. <laughs> uh, the other one was a uh, starting quarterback for the Cowboys, uh, Ben DiNucci. Played basketball in high school for Mike McCarthy's brother, Joe. <laughs> Where do you find this stuff? <laughs> that's my Instagram feed. Uh, yeah, it was at Pine Richland High School in Gibsonia, Pennsylvania. <laughs> That's hilarious. But that's so weird. Like, <laughs> what are the chances of that? Like, Mike McCarthy's brother is your basketball coach in high school, and then you go up to play for him in the NFL. Yeah. Well, like, the percentage of that happening is like .001. That is really insane. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I got for that. Let's good let's either. recap. Let's recap week eight. It was yes. it was a lot of good games. Yeah. Surprisingly, like a lot of close games that came down to it. Uh, first one, not it was wasn't wasn't as close as the others, but two got his first win. Yes. Uh, well, Dolphins. Really the defense got the Dolphins <laughs> taken down there. Yeah, two had 93 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> that was his stat. And they won 28-17. to 17. Their starting quarterback, who played the whole game, had yeah. 93 yards. Defense had a touchdown. The special teams had a return touchdown. It was a rushing. It was a receiving. <laughs> it was nuts. That, like, that, that game was just crazy. Goff looked – he did not look great. Got two on. interceptions and a 
fumble. He was getting laid out constantly. And yeah, the Ram- the Rams are not a playoff team. No, they're, they're despite the record, they're weird. five and three. But look at their five wins. Exactly. Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, football team, Bears. Yes. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> We're talking about teams the that Eagles aren't. That <laughs> it, it's 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 so weird. Like the Rams started out. I think they got their hopes up so high, and then they started playing team like not even real teams. The Dolphins. Acres was involved a little bit in the game. Uh, the the. I guess who you would call the startle, starter, uh, Henderson got hurt, I think, and and Acres put up nine carries for fifteen yard or thirty five yards. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's about time he gets started. Like I would really like. <laughs> I was just listening to a podcast earlier, and they were talking about how, like, they took Acres in the second round, but they haven't really been using him. But then, if you look back two years ago, they took Henderson in the third round, and now they're starting to use him. So it's like. I don't get their strategy, first of all, for drafting that. Like, but they had Henderson when Gurley was there, I think. Yeah, but they drafted him in the third round two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. And they basically did the same. Like, why Why would you use another pick on Akers in the second round if you, first of all, weren't even planning on using him that much? Right. And that was their and first just, pick. Yeah. They didn't have a first round pick either, so. I don't know. But just use Akers. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I like, I like to see Akers get going. But, oh, where that jersey went. Also, Pittsburgh stays undefeated. Came down to the final play of the game, and the Steelers held up and caused an incompletion. So last week we were talking about the chance of the Steelers going undefeated. We looked at their matchup, and their hardest matchup was the Ravens twice. After this, has your probability of an undefeated Pittsburgh team gone up? I had I said seven percent. I think I said I'd zero. like to raise mine to eleven percent because they do play the Ravens once more. I'm. I'm not gonna give it. I'll, I'll definitely go up from whatever I would have been at. But Zero. <laughs> yeah. I'll. I'll say. I'll. I'll throw like the five percent range. Because they. We. We talked about how their their other hardest team they're playing was the Bills, but the Bills barely beat the Patriots. Yeah, they've been looking less less good. They. They. They're, each week they look less impressive, but they're still six and two. I would say this: the Steelers have the best chance to go undefeated of all the teams. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So you know, there's that. Wait, what's more likely? The Steelers go undefeated or the Jets go winless? What's more likely? Yeah. Jets going winless. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I If I got Steelers at 11% of going undefeated, Jets going winless, I've got at... I would say like 36. 45. Yeah, hell yeah. 36%. Both of us jumped up pretty high there. Wait, while we're talking about it, let me check real quick. Adam Gase has a job still. Ah! Still going. I said. I said while we were watching the game, I thought I would love the Jets beat the Chiefs and then fired Adam Gase. That would be incredible. That would have been the best move ever. Bad Adam. Bad. (laughs) They're the champions. You can't do that. You're supposed to lose. Oh, yeah, but that Steelers Ravens game. Lamar Jackson. I was so close to being low on him last week, and I should have because he's not. He did not look great. Um, what he had two picks. I think so. And. I mean, 200 some yards, but like he 208 had, yards and two picks, two touchdowns as well, but two picks. He did, but he had like I think 15 fantasy points. Did not look amazing. Hopefully, we see MVP Lamar Jackson again sometime soon. But, yeah. But his next, the Ravens' next games: Colts, Patriots, Titans, Pittsburgh again. Yeah. But then after that, Dallas, Cleveland, Jacksonville, Giants, Bengals. <laughs> like God. Lamar Jackson has a tough. Like these, this week included five weeks, like going Pittsburgh, 
Colts, Patriots, Titans, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Those are like some of the top defenses in the league who are just hitting up back week after week. And (laughs) I feel like he's going to come out of that and they're going to play Dallas and he's going to like – 20 touchdowns. He's just going to be like, this is how, it's like when you turn uh, Madden to, from all Madden down to like pro. Yeah. And you're just like, this is so much easier. What the hell? I got three touchdowns right mid into the game. <laughs> but yeah, that's rough. That's, that's rough matchups they got coming up. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look good. Right um, now. Talking about some of the last drive wins losses. Cause there were so many of those. Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Uh, we just talked about was the last right. came out of the last of it. Uh, Green Bay, Minnesota, Rogers fumbled to end the game on that. I like I get a rag on the Packers. I'm I don't know what I would call myself. I'm very indifferent against the Packers just because I like ragging on them because everyone in here is obsessed with them. Yeah, like in, in Wisconsin, <laughs> you everyone is, and it's fun to rag on them. I I'd li- like in the end, I'd like to see the Packers win. In the right. in the end, I do, but I also like to throughout the game cheer against them. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed, but uh, <laughs> that that freeze fame of. Rogers getting hit, where he's just like, oh, just stuck. It's that was a rough hilarious. They, they were like trying to see if his hand was going forward or not, and it just it was such an unfortunate timing oh, for God. his face. But then the almost pretty much same finish: New England, Buffalo. Newton fumbled yeah. to end the game. His was on a run though. Yeah, where he's. I just I as a New England fan, I do. I was not a big fan of the signing to begin with, and I do not like him. I don't did, want. Did him. you tweet something? Yeah, I just I hate him. <laughs> Like I can't. I didn't. I didn't because I wanted to be wrong. What? What do you? I'm not like trying to be shit. I'm just curious. Like what? 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 Like actual feasible quarterback situation do you want the Patriots to be in? Like, it's too late. Guy, it would have happened. It would have had to like happen. Like, free agency because next the year. One year deal, right? Yeah. And Stidham doesn't look no, nope, nope, nope. I'd say. I mean, with the way their record's going, they can get someone pretty decent. Just hope to hit a hit a good one in the in the draft. I'd say so because who's all really hitting free agency? Is there any big free? I don't think so. I should know off the top of my head if I'm going to ask as far this as, question. I don't. As far <laughs> as quarterbacks go, I don't really think there's much hit free agency next year. Yeah, at least none worth going for. Is Dak? What, what is Dak? Well, I mean Dak. Yeah, but <laughs> technically right now. But like you see how Cam Newton's doing in that, and like I don't think Belichick just knows what to do with him. I don't think Belichick knows what to do with Newton. What if like Carson Wentz? No, leaves the Eagles and they start over Wentz. over Newton. Sure, but I still I don't like Carson Wentz. <laughs> sure. By any means, I don't want to be cheering for him. That's for sure. That's funny. Brian Fitzpatrick for a year on the Patriots. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> um, yeah, another close game. Your, you know, yeah. positioning yourself to win the division. Denver against the Chargers. Lock with the game-winning touchdown pass as time expired. Chargers. They just cannot catch a break. That's that. They one blew point. another one. Uh, I found I found this on Instagram this morning. Like um, highlighting their losses and how they lost. Their first loss, the Chiefs, fifty-seven yard field goal in overtime after they blew an eleven point lead. Oh, that was where Butker kicked three field goals yeah. in a row. Yeah. So that's how they got that loss. They lost twenty-three twenty. They lost to the Panthers because they that that was that lateral that they would have had the walk in touchdown oh, to Eckler. Yeah. So they lost twenty-one oh, sixteen as time expired because that lateral was fumbled. Yeah. They lost to the Bucks because they blew a 17-point lead to Tom Brady. Ugh. So they lost 38-31. They lost to the Saints on a game. Their game-winning kick hits the upright. After blowing a 17-point lead, they lost 30-27. <laughs> and then they blew a 24-3 lead and lost to the Broncos this past one, 
Jeez. Like, it's hilarious. They're blowing come. leads like the Falcons, but I, I don't, I feel bad for the Chargers and I laugh at the Falcons. Oh my God. It's just got to be so hard being a Chargers fan right now. I <laughs> yeah. cannot imagine all those heartbreaking losses. <laughs> like, yeah, we're going to beat the defending champs. Oh, no, we're not. Oh, we're going to beat Tyree. Oh, no. Oh, no. You'd probably be such a big, like, if you're a Chargers fan, just turn the game off when the fourth quarter starts. <laughs> just, just go to bed happy. <laughs> In my mind, they're, they're undefeated. In <laughs> yeah. that person's head. Oh, that's rough. That's so rough. Week 14, Chargers play the Falcons. <laughs> Who is more likely to blow a lead in that game? They'll both do it. The Chargers will be up by 17. The Falcons will come back, get up by 17 themselves, and then they'll lose that. And they'll tie. Yes, somehow. they'll tie. I was just, I was just saying, the Chargers game, can't win it, though. That, that game is like, come on. Put it on your calendars, folks. Oh, my God. Uh, then New Orleans-Chicago, game-winning field goal in OT. The Saints are not as good as their record, just the same as the Bears. Like The Bears are just more not as good as their record than yeah. the Saints are, which is what? The Saints are five and two, Bears five and three, but the Saints beat the Bears in overtime barely. <coughs> barely. Who's in first in the division now, bitch? <sighs> they haven't even played each other, so who is it? The Packers are first in the division. What's the type oh yeah, duh, there's two win losses. Yeah. Well, yeah, oh, but they yeah. also lost the Vikings. They're two and five. It's just, it's just, you know, math. <laughs> right now. And then Carolina, Atlanta, Bridgewater picked off to end the game. So there, all these games came down to it. So it was exciting, like watching these end of the games. Right. They all really, a lot of them came. Were so close. Like even if you don't care about the teams, watching a game that close at the end is fun. This one tonight will be interesting. We're, we're in. <laughs> yeah, Giants. Bucks Giants. I wonder what's going to happen. We're we not even going to need to edit anything on this because anything we say is going to be true about this game. Like, Giants lost by 30. I can't believe Big surprise. Giants fumbled that ball. <laughs> oh, I can't believe Tom Brady threw all those touchdowns. <laughs> what a crazy game that was. Uh, last highlight of this past week the Jets suck. Um, <laughs> no one expected anything of them this week, to be fair, and they got nine points. I they got three field goals. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, they play New England next week, so there's a chance. <laughs> it's all up to Cam. Ugh. <laughs> I don't like to hear that. <laughs> Moving on to our news updates. We got a few injuries this week. And really not too bad as far as injuries go. As long as you're not on the 49ers still. Oh. Why are we talking about the 49ers every week They have like injuries? a record this is number terrible. of like this IR spots used and stuff. Terrible. Oh, so sad. Terrible, terrible, terrible. I don't want you to bury the lead here. We have to give a birthday shout out to David Schwimmer. Oh, happy birthday, Ross. <laughs> it's his birthday today. And he shares a birthday with our generous host, Kyle. And Nelly. <laughs> And Nelly. It's because it's getting hot in here. <laughs> so happy birthday to Nelly, David Schwimmer, and to Kyle. And to me. Thank you. <laughs> well, let's start with, the, start with the Niners. Jimmy Garoppolo out indefinitely with a high ankle sprain. Nick Mullins is worth a look if, if, if you're desperate. He came in and got two touchdowns. Obviously, they had to pass a lot because they were down. Jimmy G looked bad before he got hurt, too. Yeah. Well, I think he's just been dealing with that ankle I, sprain yeah, for a while. Still ongoing. Yeah, Nick Mullins, I mean, he was also playing the Seahawks D, which is not known for their pass defense. So, and yeah. putting up a two-touchdown, 200-whatever-yard <laughs> game is, like, I don't wouldn't even call it impressive. Right. I just say there's too many injuries on that team to risk starting a quarterback of theirs. It's it's not a good proposition They right just now. lost George Kittle. <laughs> I think I saw eight weeks Kittle out with a small fracture in his foot. Yeah. 
For they're not, they're, and then the 49ers are hoping for Jordan Reed back next week. Poor Kittle has been just so unavailable. And uh, and in case you're wondering about the Niners tight ends, Ross Dwelly is also not worth picking up. Who? Exactly. <laughs> they're, they're a possible starting tight end. I do think, I believe I remember Natalie started, um, who the fuck that's coming back, Jordan Reed? Jordan Reed? I think he actually had a good game when he, like the one game he was in full relief with Kittle completely out. Yeah. So he could be, he could be worth a look. But also, Kenny Galladay expected to be out this next week and will be week to week after that with a hip injury. The Lions are actually looking at Mohamed Sanu. He's, he's trying out for him. Interesting. I think it'd be a good fit. They got, yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't gotten a job yet. Yeah. Especially since I think the Seahawks were like talking him up this past offseason. Yeah. Lions have Minnesota next week. So Marvin Jones Jr. could actually hold value despite right. not producing much. He got two touchdowns. We had like 36 yards this past week. Amendola as well. He was he saw three or four more targets a game when Galladay was out those first couple games. Yeah. So Amendola definitely picks up. He's the safe bet for sure. Good, nice little as far as to pinch. Yeah. So I mean, he's definitely worth if you're looking like for a boom or bust real guy. He, I'd say so. Yeah. But uh, also Minshew is going to be most likely inactive. He's dealing with a finger sprain. I think, yeah, I think it sounds like he's not going to play. And their quarterbacks are going to be. Going at it in practice to see who gets the job, to see who gets the loss <laughs> yeah. to the Texans. <laughs> Let's be honest. Oh, man. <laughs> those, are, those are the main injuries uh, that at least I've gotten real good news of. It looks like I know T.Y. Hilton is looking okay. A.J. Dillon's got COVID. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's got Tessa positive, which means we'll hear tomorrow that it was a false negative. It's a false it's, positive. I mean, it's been, we've been, you know, knocking wood. We've been pretty fortunate, but... That that one, not as a Packer fan, but just like that one made me nervous because like the news came so quickly after they played football with other humans. Yeah, you know, so we'll see. But let's let's hop into this draft. If yeah, you want to pull up the screen. So we're gonna go through just do a little bit of a mock draft. Obviously, there's no way for the computers to really pick at these people, but we'll oh, throw in the kicker there. Don't forget the garbage picking, field goal kicking, Philadelphia phenomenon. So yeah, I fucked it up, but you can see it. <laughs> we're going to imagine a, well, let's say like six team ish, five, four, five team ish league of imaginary yeah. people. But we got, we got quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight end, defense, and kickers in here. We, I got them all covered. I got a good, a decent amount in each at least to cover the basics so we can put together a decent team. And these are the people, these are the football characters that you'll know. We got we got a lot of uh, Blue Mountain State in there. That was one of our favorite shows in college. Yeah. That was a great show. Longest Yard characters. We got the one-offs who are like the only person like Joe Kingman from The Rock, from The Game Plan. <laughs> we got a lot of Remember the Titans as well. You and just Airbud made it in there. Airbud, Airbud <laughs> is in there. Is he going number one? And the garbage picking field goal. Look at those stats. Airbud stats. Seven catches, 405 yards, and seven touchdowns. He also had five rushes for 210 yards and four touchdowns. He also returned a fumble for a touchdown. And the last note, he is a dog. Woof, woof. Airbud. <laughs> I mean, he's worth a look. He had Those are great numbers. They're against yeah. peewee children. Sure. But <laughs> uh, for the sake of it, let's pretend that translates. Imagine that was a fantasy game. Yeah, that's a hell of a game. <laughs> And so, like, a lot of the Remember the Titans characters are based off real people. Some of them aren't, but still, we're kind of using the stuff that happened in the movies. There's, we're trying to be. Right. Follow the guidelines. 
We just got our random picks from Alexa. Mike just so happened to get one, and I got two. This was random. This is not us just being unfair. It's also not a real draft, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, Mike, you look at the board, and what 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 are you thinking right off the bat? You, what position are you thinking? Let's, let's say for the sake of it, this is a PPR. Okay. Oh, it's like a fantasy yeah. thing we're going for. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I, I was I was leaning quarterback initially, but if we're if we're drafting like a fantasy team, I think I'll, I should save that for later. So uh, my mind goes to running backs or receivers right away. Then I had I did have Airbud as my top receiver. <laughs> so, and, and if this is like a fantasy thing, I mean those stats would be good for anything, I guess. But man, what a fan! Like that's plus like, who wants to tackle a dog? Like that's points. rude. Yeah, you, you know, get like, you ta- you tackle a dog, everyone is booing yeah, your you ass. You can even do Boo! it. It isn't just any dog, you know. <laughs> uh, at running back, I uh, I have I have some guys I like. Uh, some of I, I mean, just definitely like some of the people I want to draft are. Just personal, you know, fun, exciting, as opposed to stats too. But I, I think I think I'll take Airbud as the number one overall pick. All right, you want to mark him on there as as picked? Oh yeah. All right, Airbud is going number one again. I said he had f- every catch he had was a touchdown, and only one rush was not a touchdown. He also apparently played some defense and returned a fumble. Just to make up for the rush that wasn't a touchdown. <laughs> I, I think it's a good pick. Um, Airbud is he's a crowd favorite for sure. Who's not cheering for? So uh, you have the second pick. Would you have taken Airbud if he was there? Uh, no, I'm looking running back. Okay. And there's a lot of good choices. Oh, man, this one's actually hard. I'm going to pick... I'm going to pick Earl Maggot from The Longest Yard. Nice. Because you know what? You know who plays Earl Maggot in The Longest Yard? Nelly. You know whose birthday is today? <laughs> Nelly's. Is David Schwimmer that's just, football movie? That's just... I almost picked Friends because they had that episode where they played football and Monica was like a beast. Oh, yeah. That's right. So I am taking Earl Maggot, uh, known to run out of his shoes. You know what Shoeless I was just Earl Maggot. When you were talking about this at the beginning, I, I pictured Dash from The Incredibles, but he I think he ran track. He ran track. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to be you got to be consistent. Man, oh, I just changed the color player. of the text. I can't see that now. You goof. But I'm comfortable with Earl Maggot. He had a 134-yard rushing and one touchdown against the guards, 34 yards receiving, and two kick returns for 94 yards. Yeah, so that's uh, pretty good stats in his solo game. If that he's, I don't think they've he's ever played more than just that game, but I mean if that's your first ever and only career game yeah. against a really good guards defense. It bodes well. Uh yeah, and he has if your league gives you points for kick return yardage, that you it does. I just there. checked the settings and it Perfect. does. Perfect. That was a great pick. <laughs> All right. Uh okay. Does Airbud return to that probably? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that that brings it to team number 3. All right, uh, looping back around, having the other two teams. We, we came up with four teams because we had to have enough people. But uh, Julian Washington was selected. That's LL Cool J in any given Sunday. After that, uh, team four picked Rod Tidwell from Jerry Maguire. That's Cuba Gooding Jr. He His actual stats in that movie was, in a season, 110 catches for 1,500 yards. That's crazy. And you picked a dog. <laughs> Over that. My dog had half of his yardage in one game. <laughs> That's, no, that's a season. <laughs> oh, this is one season for Airbud? Yeah. Oh, that's still pretty good. Well, yeah. For uh, touchdowns. I mean, the well, that's just what was shown on screen. Yeah, it wasn't a six. That was just screen time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then Team 4, after selecting Rod Tidwell, which was a great pick, 
went and took Smash Williams from Friday Night Lights. He's been known to have a little bit of a steroid problem, but he got over that and ended up playing <laughs> college ball at Texas A&M. So I think that's a good pick. Yeah. And then Team 3, on the way back, picked up uh, Hingle McCringleberry from Key and Peele's sketch show. He had three touchdowns against the Rhinos in 2013, uh, 2013 but he's been known to kind of get flagged a lot for triple pumping in the end zone. <laughs> so that's uh, something to worry. But still, three touchdowns for a tight end, that's a, that's a good pickup. Back to me. I'm going to get a wide receiver while there's still some good ones on the board. Right. And I I got to look at, I'm guess, I I know I picked one longest yard, but I got to pick another longest yard guy. I got to pick Deacon Moss. Sure. Uh, he's actually played by real-life NFL legend Michael Irvin. <laughs> uh, 72 yards and two touchdowns against the guards, so that was not too bad. But he is built very large, and he, he's a big guy who can catch those those high balls. You can toss it up to him. So I'm going to take Deacon Moss. I'm going to keep it. I got, the, I got the convicts so far. Nice. Nice. Okay, so that puts me back on the clock. I get two picks here. Turn. Uh, so I definitely need a running back. I just have a receiver so far, a dog. Uh, <laughs> so that running back. I don't think there's any more animals on the board. Just for everyone listening, there. Everyone else is a human. I think. I should probably double check this. One's a cartoon. <laughs> right? Who? No, never mind. I saw a simple. Oh, one is uh, Charlie Brown. Is ah, a, yes. Is a kicker you can pick up. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to go... He's not very good, though. He, uh, he keeps missing the ball, not even the field goal. <laughs> I think what I'm going to do is take two running backs. My top two running backs oh, damn. are both on the board. So I'm going to take Craig Shiloh from Blue Mountain State, which we had talked about. It is freaking awesome. If you haven't seen Blue Mountain State... You like football? <laughs> you like partying? You like boobs? You love Blue Mountain State. It's, good. it's a show for you. It, it is genuinely really funny. It's a really great show. So go check out Blue Mountain State and check out my boy Craig Shiloh. And I'm also going to take Petey Jones. Oh, good pick uh, out there. my second running back. Um, full on taking Petey because he's played by Donald Faison. <laughs> <laughs> so those are, I'll, I'll double tack running back there. And that brings you up to the clock, my man. Oh, I'm debating taking a quarterback here. I got I got a pretty good running back that I'm very set with. There's not a lot of running backs left, but I'm still I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go take a quarterback in this during the real foot fantasy football season. I didn't take quarterbacks early, and I've haven't had too much of a problem. Right, but still, I've been kind of picking them off the way from where. So, looking at these quarterbacks, we got a, a good amount of choices. I mean, I could stick with, oh man, do I just keep going convicts? Because Paul Crew from Long Starts <laughs> there, he is a former NFL MVP quarterback. He's very high on my list. Uh, but there's... Oh, you really got to hope those other teams don't pick him. <laughs> Maybe you'll get him on the way back. <laughs> you know, I'm actually going to... I'm. I'm. There are... I'm gonna hold off on quarterback. A lot of a lot of new. There's new movies coming out all the time, so there could be a new rookie out there sometime. I can any, pick any up minute now. in the waiver wire. I'm gonna go. You know what? You know what can make or break a good team is special teams. Okay, that's why I'm gonna go ahead and pick Forrest Gump. No, <laughs> uh, listed as a running back, he's known mostly for 
his special teams and kick returns, all pro kick return at Alabama. He went to the White House, and I feel like that can easily turn into a running back. I thought you were making a really, like, a joke in really poor taste about special teams. I was just like, whoa, man. Whoa, no, 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 no. Have you never seen Forrest Gump? (laughs) No, I've seen Forrest Gump. I haven't seen the second one. <laughs> oh God! Don't talk about Forrest Gump too. We'll you tell you guys about Forrest Gump too. <laughs> but I, Forrest Gump is a guy that you can you can use him at why he's like a Taysom Hill. Yeah, very absolutely. much so, except for the throwing part. <laughs> but still, uh, neither is Taysom Hill. He's kind of a Cordell Patterson. Yeah, and I think hopefully he'll turn out better than Cordell Patterson. I mean, Patterson obviously he plays his role very well, but <laughs> I want to use Forrest more so for for actually running doing a. God knows what, but I'm going to – and for the sake of not just taking all the people from the longest yard. That's going to be my problem with Vermont State. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, having the other teams go and make their two picks on the snake to and fro. Charlie Tweeter going off the board from Varsity Blues. He's kind of a party boy, but also Paul Crew was taken. He, he's been known to shave points, but he is a former NFL MVP, and you can't take away that talent unless you're, it's Cam Newton. <laughs> Ooh. That was even I, that was even mean. I, I feel like that was kind of mean. Um, the team four also taking uh, running back in guard Dunham from the longest yard. That is uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's been known to be a little bit racist, but he is built like a truck. Obviously, team three or team four does not really have morals for who they're selecting. Right. So that's on them. That's on them. I mean, they got a guy who does steroids and a known racist and a, a, a point shaver. They're so gonna play football. They're kind of like the Raiders. I'd say oh, they're. God. The, <laughs> I'd say that's a comparable team because they're a team that's been known to be kind of dirty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then Team 3 also picking up a quarterback in Joe Kingman because could you imagine a quarterback who looks like The Rock in real life? That would be nuts. That, that, wow, he would never get sacked. Right. They'd just run into him and fall over. You don't need a team. <laughs> <laughs> like the fact that he's supposed to be a believable quarterback. That's hilarious. But back to me, I'm going to take a quarterback before you get your double loop. I've got... A uh, two running back, or well, a running back, uh, Swiss Army knife, and a wide receiver. So I'm gonna take a quarterback, and you know what? I like quarterbacks. I like like Willie Beeman from Any Given Sunday. That's that's Jamie Fox. He's been known not to listen to coaches and call his own plays. You know what also is known to do that? Aaron Rodgers, and right. it works out for Aaron Rodgers <laughs> for the most part. I'm gonna take Willie Beeman. Very nice. I think he is a good option. And we'll we'll see we'll see how it works out. So that that puts me back on the clock. And so I have, I have the two picks. I was heavily leaning towards my preferred quarterback, but now I, I'm I'm using some draft strategy. I'm looking at the board, and all three other teams have a quarterback. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play the game and pass on quarterback for now, and circle back later. There's two I really like, so I'm hoping I can get one of the two. So I'm gonna grab. I think I'm gonna grab a tight end and a defense. I'm going to take Brian Murphy from The Replacements. Oh, he's deaf. Yeah. He's, he's, but he's fast. <laughs> he's a quick guy. and He doesn't get slowed down by sound. How cool is that? <laughs> you know, like, he, you're, you know, you football's a business and you market your, your crazy good deaf tight end. That, that's awesome. <laughs> you got to, you know, I have to make sure that quarterback I draft knows sign language. <laughs> to, to call it's the audible. <laughs> uh, and then I'm going to take a defense as well. Uh... There's a lot of good choices there. Um, most of these defenses have one guy that really sticks out. Right. And there's there's two defenses I really like here as well. I'm going to take the uh, SCLSU defense from Waterboy, headlined by 
Adam Sandler. Uh, By Bobby Boucher. Bobby Boucher, yeah. He's 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 a good pick. He you get him angry and he's unstoppable. <laughs> it's like the Hulk, but it's dumber. I, I'm such a big fan of Thad Castle. It was so hard not to uh, but maybe that's where I'm leaning with my quarterback. Well, I have a feeling that these bots that I'm controlling are gonna take <laughs> defenses coming up because they got most of theirs covered. Although uh, I've got there's tight there's only a few tight ends left. One of them is also uh, I gotta I gotta take I, I'll take a tight end. I'm gonna take Cheeseburger Eddie because uh, have you seen the guy? He looks like Terry Crews. <laughs> and um, could you imagine him with the Rock quarterback? Like they would just, <laughs> those two would just scare the other team away. Like don't even think about that. How confusing us. would that be? Like give me the Rock. What? What? Oh man. Yeah, but so I'll take Cheeseburger Eddie. He's a big dude. He's built like that's what a tight end should look like. That Absolutely. and that's a big dude. All right, teams coming back again. We got running back Walter Cochran from the replacement um, going off the board. He's got a history of knee injuries, but as long as he stays healthy, he's very good. Um, team four taking uh, Brian Mur- or taking sorry Ray Buds from Remember the Titans. He was kicked off the team for being racist, so Team Four really staying on brand there. Yeah, that just happened to like that. He was the last tight end available. Like, I'm not making this team like and like on purpose. Just yeah, terrible morals. It's just happening. But then they also they follow that up by taking a little kid, um, Rashid Hot Hands Hannon from Little Giants. Um, when he catches the ball, he's great, but he's 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 got. A little bit. He needs to glue his hands sometimes. And sometimes that gets glued to your shirt. <laughs> um, but then on the way back, Team 3 taking BMS as a defense. Oh, Thad Castle. He's a beast. Um, I know you're not taking defense. You already have one. And I need another. Now I got two running backs. I need another wide receiver. So I'm going to take uh, Clifford Franklin from the replacements. Another guy who's been known to have bad hands. But he's also the only option left. <laughs> All right, that puts me uh, up on the double tap. I have two positions I haven't drafted at all, uh, quarterback and then kicker. No one's drafted a kicker yet, so I could I could take the first kicker. Uh, I think this is the last two rounds here. Yeah, I, I think I will do that then. There's there's a running back lot, but I've already got two. My, my you, don't want, you don't want so Rad good. Tad? I, <laughs> I thought about him. <laughs> you see his juke moves. You watch his highlight reel. <laughs> this kid can juke. He looks like Lamar Jackson. I'll have to check it out. So I I do get my preferred quarterback then. I didn't think I could leave without taking Alex Moran. You're taking Moran over Radon Randall? Yeah. (laughs) I'm taking Moran. Uh, I love love BMS. I thought about um, Shane Falco, a.k.a. Keanu Reeves. Johnny Moxon. He was was my my second highest. Uncle Rico uh, not being drafted. Uncle Rico, I had up really high initially, and then I uh, lowered him. Have you seen his tapes? That's all he does. He just records himself throwing. <laughs> he's pretty good. But Alex Moran is great. He's hilarious. He's he's so good, but he doesn't like the spotlight. But I'm going to thrust him in the spotlight. And fun fact, he can throw a beer through a tire 20 yards away. That's good to know. In case your wide receivers get thirsty mid-game. <laughs> then I go to kicker. I I would love to take Harmon Tedesco, another BMS guy, but I already got two. I think I'm going to go ahead. Yeah, you don't want too many from the same team. <laughs> yeah. I think... I think what I'll do is grab uh, the leg, Nigel Gruff from. Do I, I already have somebody from the replacements as well, but that's okay. I'm keeping my. He owns my a bar. It's pretty. <laughs> yeah, he does. He owns a bar um, in their replacements, so that's a good pick. I can watch the. You know, I can coach the game from there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, my last pick. Uh, I'm gonna. I gotta take a kicker as well. 
I don't want to stay longest yard because Brucey is not good. He eats too much popcorn beforehand. All right, I'm going to go ahead and take kicker. I'm going to take my guilty pleasure. That's going to be Kurt Hummel from Glee. Uh, he's been known to dance like Beyonce before kicking field goals, which could be problematic, but he makes them, and that's what really matters. Everyone's got their thing. So I'm taking Kurt Hummel from Glee. The Team 3 needs a kicker as well. They're going to go ahead and take Harmon Tedesco from BMS. Nice. Known for a, a little bit of a drug problem, but he's a kicker. He doesn't have to do that much. doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, uh, a little bit. Last team needs a kicker as well. They're going to pick, you know, the wild card garbage picking, field goal kicking phenomenon. Yes. Um, they are going to be taking Barney Gorman, kicker slash garbage man for the Philadelphia Eagles. He does it all. So we got our teams. I'm I, I like my team. I got I got Willie Beeman at quarterback. His options to throw to are Clifford Franklin, and we got Deacon Moss. But then I got Earl Maggot at running back. Forrest Gump, who I can convert um, between running back, wide receiver, special teams as well. Then I got the T.C. Williams High School defense right out of remember the Titans and Kurt Hummel as my kicker. Very nice. I have at quarterback Alex Moran from BMS. At running back, I have a pair, Craig Shiloh, also from BMS, and then I have Petey Jones. That's a good duo. That's a good Titans. running back duo. Yeah, yeah, and it'll help. I only want Petey plays defense too. There you go. It's, <laughs> I, that was exactly why I judged him. At receiver, I have the one and only Air Bud from the movie Air Bud. <laughs> Air Bud, Golden <laughs> Retriever. Receiver. Oh, is it Golden Receiver? Ah, damn. It's a pun. I, I thought they could do something better. Uh, Brian Murphy is my tight end. And then at kicker, I have Nigel Gruff, the leg, and my defense is the Adam Sandler-led SCLSU. And I keep saying Adam Sandler, and you see be saying Bobby Boucher. Man, Team 4 has uh, has some other kind of team, man. <laughs> that is a – they got Rod Tidwell. He's amazing. But then they got Smash Williams, Paul Crew, Guard Dunham, Ray Buddy, Rashid Hands. Interesting. Racist problems, drug problems. I like that. Hingo McCringleberry in the second round was a was a bold pick, but I think that's really going to pay off. He was he's a he's just as much a receiver. He's like a Darren Waller. That's tight. He's like a Darren Waller. The Rhinos are a tough defense, and he put up three touchdowns. But now we got to watch all these games and do all the stats and see who's winning. <laughs> but we'll do a matchup. We'll let you know who won our matchup. Mike and I play each other in the only week of the, this fantasy. Um, season, <laughs> we just watch all the movies and TV shows and just put together stats. It'll it'll happen. I think there's only like one full football game we see in BMS. Yeah, we barely see any football games. <laughs> you see sometimes them you practice. see you always just see him going into the locker room. Yeah, <laughs> a couple practice shots. If there's somebody out ladies. there that you think we missed, some person from a TV show, or I know Bart Simpson played quarterback once, or Nelson Muntz did. Mm-hmm. Bart wasn't very good. Nelson got hurt, <laughs> but. Let's move on. Let's go. Let's, let's cover stuff. our highs and lows of real people. Of real people. Okay. But still fake points. Still fake points. Fake points, real people. Gotcha. It's our podcast. We'll steal basically from the scrubs. <laughs> real people, fake points. Real doctors, or fake doctors, real friends, slayers. Starting as always, obviously, with quarterback, week nine, I am high on Deshaun Watson from the Houston Texans, playing the Jaguars, who were giving up a good amount of yards through the air. In their earlier matchup this season, he had 359 yards, three touchdowns, and two picks. Watson is, is obviously, you just look at his numbers, they're getting better as the season goes on. Plus, he's coming off a bye. He's set for an amazing game. Yep. I'm happy I get to start him again because now I don't have to start Nick Foles, who <laughs> did admirable. I think I got like 17 points from him. That's all I can ask for yeah. that guy. Like, 
that's all I wanted. I just didn't want like four. <laughs> I lost either way in my matchup. Yeah. But I deserve to lose if I have to start Nick Foles. But I had Minshew <laughs> on a bye too, even though he wouldn't have played because he's injured. But whatever. And then going to Lowe's. I'm low. I almost did it last week. I'm doing it now. Low. I'm low on Lamar Jackson. Me too, buddy. Yeah? yeah. Double bubble? Double bubble. Double bubble. On Lamar Jackson. Uh, he's definitely startable in many cases, but he mm-hmm. also is playing the Colts. And he's had enough trouble passing this year. Yeah. Yeah, it's not look good for him. He uh, last week we talked about it already, but against the Steelers last week he put up 208 yards, two touchdowns, and then two picks. He had 65 rushing yards too. But on, nice. look at how many attempts. 16 yeah. attempts. And he it's just for a not, quarterback that like that. I mean, for like his that's a lot of attempts. That's a lot of attempts, and he should that should be more than 65 yards. That like the that and usually quarterbacks have a better average because of like yeah because they, they take off when they know they can take right, off exactly. But yeah, not quite the third round quarterback you drafted or you know this this year. Uh, yeah, and he's got another tough matchup. You pointed out already, too, um, or maybe for something else, but yeah, uh, he plays you know, the Colts this week, and then Week 10 he plays the Patriots as well. So The Colts have allowed two less passing yards than the Steelers, wow. and he just did play the Steelers, so it's... They I both mean. have had a bye week. <laughs> the Colts? I I want to say so. Now I'm not so sure. I can't I can remember if the Colts you. had a bye or not. No, they're... I don't really... Yeah, they have. They're 5-2. and two. Yeah, Week 7. They've had a bye. But yeah, the Colts are also allowing less rushing where he gets a good chunk of his yardage and what his fantasy points would be from, especially since that's usually in most leagues worth more than passing. So mm-hmm. I just see him not having a good week. Uh, I definitely think they can beat the Colts based on yeah. the Colts' offense. And I agree with you that he's start a ball, but you, there, you should know can, at this point to not expect what you yeah. have probably been expecting. What are you expecting when you drafted him for sure? Who you got for your high guy? My high guy this week is Josh Allen against Seattle. So he had a pretty rough game against the. It was against the Patriots this past week, and the, the weather. Without Gilmore, I don't even. Did Gilmore play? I I want to say no. I don't recall specifically. You know, he put his house on the market. Was that him? Maybe I, I hope I'm not mixing. Would you want to stay else. on that team? With like the trade deadline, you know, we're we're recording on Monday. The trade deadline is is less than twenty four hours away. But yeah, uh, Josh Allen, he had, a, he had a poor game against the Patriots. There was a lot of wind in that game as well. Yeah, he, which, did, he didn't play this past week. I didn't uh, think he did. But the, this week against uh, Josh Allen plays the Seattle Seahawks. So the, the matchup is much friendlier. Josh Allen started off really, really hot. The last three or four weeks have been K to maybe subpar. But I think he's going to right the ship. He had John Brown last week, first game back from the injury. I, th- I think this week against Seattle, he's got the great matchup. He's got John Brown, uh, should be back to 100%. The Seahawks have allowed the second most yards this year, 3,226. Uh, the Falcons have only allowed a few more yards, or, or 59 more yards. But the Falcons have also played an entire additional game than ahead of the Seahawks. So the, Wait, the match was great. Did. Maybe Gilmore did play. I don't know. I'm, I don't know what I'm looking at. I think he did play. <laughs> yeah, it was it was tough to pass in that game in general. With with I think the wind was like 15, 18 miles an hour or something like that at, at parts. So that, that makes it hard to pass the ball. As well, Josh Allen didn't get to run too much, only 23 yards on the ground. He did score on the ground. But yeah, the Seattle matchup is so much better. I think Josh Allen, he definitely does better than he does last did last week. And I think he's going to kind of ride the ship back to, to where he was, closer to where he was to start the season uh, as well. Gilmore apparently had 20 tackles in that game. That's so a, he was definitely there. That's a good amount of tackles. That's insane, I, I, I think. That's crazy. 
All right, moving on to running backs. I'm going to be high on James Robinson from the Jaguars this week uh, playing the Texans, as I had mentioned that upper and that Deshaun Watson game. Not an amazing game the first time they played, but the Texans are giving up the second most rush yards in the league, and they've played one less game than the other six in the top seven. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Robinson coming off some buy rest, and also with Minshew more than likely being doubtful for the game, Glennon and Lutton are competing for the start, but neither of them is going to be good. So the running is going to have to be very established, and I feel like Robinson is going to put up – he's going to get a lot of carries. And I think a good amount of catches too yeah. with the quarterback just doing a quick dump off. He's going to have to take the to the lead to, to, if that team wants a chance. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be low on Jonathan Taylor from the Colts. Your high guy last week, but that oh. did not pan off. To be fair, we found out – we didn't really know during the game, I don't believe, but we found out afterwards that he was dealing with an ankle injury, and that's why uh, – what's his name – Hines got those catches, but Wilkins, Jordan Wilkins, yeah. or whatever, got the two well, carries. He, he had a great opportunity to put up numbers against Lions defense, uh-huh. um, but then I think they're playing Baltimore, who have a top five run D. Yep. Wilkins had a rushing touchdown. Hines had two receiving. Trey Burton had a rushing touchdown. What the hell? And uh, Jonathan Taylor did not. All scored. This, uh, Wilkins got the ball 20 times compared to Taylor's 11. Yeah. And the Colts are 5-2 and two somehow, and if they are succeeding without Taylor performing well, they can feel okay not using him as much. A lot of people are talking about, like, they're saving Jonathan Taylor for down the stretch. Yeah. Or whatever, and, like, but yeah, it's it's a bad matchup if he plays. He he had some ankle problem, and so, like, he, if he, if, like, maybe he's not playing at 100%, you know, next week again in a bad matchup as well. So, yeah, I totally agree with that. I, I didn't do that. I almost did that uh, for my... But my I feel like with those other running backs, especially stepping up as they did um, either in the air game or ground game. And we need to talk about Hines and his fucking backflips. Oh, my that God. Spin we were then, watching that game, oh. and we saw that spin move on the sideline to dive into the end zone. And we're already like, whoa, that was awesome. That was so cool. Then he just straight up just does a, like a triple backflip tuck, whatever he did. And we're just like, what the fuck? That was, that was so cool. Good but, on you, Hines. Oh, my God. It was so cool. <laughs> we got it running back. All right. My high guy this week is Ezekiel Elliott versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is kind of a callback to from earlier where, like, I just really need him to. <laughs> I just need him to do it. I can't but, believe how he's not doing anything. He's the only, like. That's exactly yeah, right. To do anything. That's it, like it hasn't panned out so far, you know, in, in these last couple games. But but that's kind of the idea with the quarterback situation. I think they don't really have a choice but to lean on Zeke. It's not a good matchup at all. And I think that that helps and hurts. Like the Steelers are going to get out to the lead at some point, and Zeke Zeke has been involved in the passing game the last couple uh, games. He's had a, a smaller target count, but he's had a, a few games where he's had a, a large amount of targets. I think if you're you know. Choosing between one of those two quarterbacks, they're going to dump, want to dump the ball off. Even if they're behind, Zeke will catch some balls. I don't think you're going to get a big, like, huge explosion from Zeke, but I, I think you're going to get more points for sure than you've seen in the last couple weeks, uh, closer to, to what we kind of expect from Zeke. My low guy this week is David Montgomery versus the Tennessee Titans. Did okay against the Saints last week, but he hasn't run ran that well in general on the year. He's just He gets enough carries to be a decent floor player. But he's playing uh, a top-tier defense, or a pretty solid defense that is against the Titans for sure. If he doesn't find his way into the end zone, I, I don't think you're going to be too happy with him. And he's only gotten the end zone twice this year, one rushing and one receiving. So I'm low on David Montgomery against the Titans. I feel like at this point, maybe Cohen would have start taken over as the number one if he was healthy. Yeah, that that wouldn't have shocked me at all. It, or at least they would have been 50-50 at this point, I feel like they would have had to. Montgomery is just not... He just hasn't really been. The whole offense is not really clicking, unfortunately. But but he's David Montgomery had 4.2 yards a carry last week. 
But the weeks before that, going back in time, 3.4, 3.1, 2.9, 2.7, 3.2, he's, he's had a really rough year so far. Wide receivers. I'm high on Terry McLaurin from the football team. Yeah! Playing the Giants. He had 74 yards last time they played, but he had 12 targets. And that is alone is at a half point, at a full PPR, that's 12 points just right there if you would catch them all. He didn't catch them all. Um, but <laughs> still solid. Um, it's, it's also kind of a must win game for the football team, and it's a very obtainable win. So they should stick with their solid player. Makes especially sense. if the, I mean, Mayberry on the Giants has been performing pretty well, but still, they don't really have any options to throw to otherwise. Like, they have to get, yeah. have McLaurin get those catches. 100%. Eagles on a bye this upcoming week, so that would put the football team towards the top of their division with a win here. Um, Just a little behind because the Eagles have a tie. But, I mean, in that division, every game is kind of a must-win because the wins are scarce enough being those teams. It's somehow (laughs) one of the more, if not the most, competitive divisions at the moment. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, not competitive in a good way, either. No. (laughs) For the win of the division, you know. I mean, they're all, it's so early, they're all, you know, in that boat, but it's like none of those teams are out of it, right? Like, like yeah. the Vikings probably are out of it or whatever, but that team, that division, they all four of those teams are still in it. Even the Giants somehow. I'm going to be low on Deontay Johnson from the Steelers playing the Cowboys. Johnson has been dealing with some injuries, so that's some reason enough. But And, and the Cowboys are also giving up a lot to receivers, but they're giving up a lot to the top guys, not just anyone. I And I think Johnson will see the least – productivity among Steelers receivers and I think Juju's really gonna have a big game in this one because uh, he's he's even getting increasingly more involved since the other receivers have emerged he's getting more targets now because they're having to cover these other people right and I feel like the Cowboys I mean their top cornerback is like no better than their other ones right not really to my knowledge <laughs> so it, it makes no difference really in my opinion who they put on them i feel like the cowboys are giving up a good amount of points to the top receivers of these teams yeah which you don't always see sometimes you'll have that lockdown cornerback who will just t- put him down the number two guy is a great game but right in this situation i feel like deontay johnson's having a having a bad game i mean and this is this is more so like it was hard to find a low wide receiver this week yeah it was a rough one so I kind of went with, my God, I just feel like it's not going to be a great game for him. Well, we're going to break our tie because Deontay Johnson is my high guy. Okay. <laughs> I, I had some similar notes what you had. I mean, the biggest concern for Deontay Johnson is just his health. He, he missed a full game. He's had two or three, I forget, uh, where he was forced out you know, early from the game. But And it's it's kind of ironic because you're, to your point, like the, the top guy is, is scoring the points you know, against the Cowboys. And... I think Deontay Johnson is the top guy in oh. Seattle. I, and, in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh, yeah, sorry. I, don't hear what I'm not saying. <laughs> he's I, the top guy in the in that team. Yeah, no, I, I think he's the number one receiver in, in Pittsburgh. And I, it's not like I – I don't think like he's better than Juju. I think he's a great player. Juju's obviously a great player. Juju's I, just more looked at by defenses. Yeah, and, and like – there's a lot of a lot of people don't think Juju's going to be on the Steelers anymore, and if that's true, like like Deontay Johnson has a he's been when he's on the field and he's the starter and he doesn't leave early, he gets a bunch of targets. Juju had like 14 targets the other day against the Titans. Deontay Johnson had 15 on the same game, so I, I think I think it's more like the Steelers are. Because it was a close enough game where they had to keep passing, right? So I I I think it's more of like a one A one B, not like Juju's the two. But I I wonder if the Steelers are like leaning into. 
not having Juju next year, I guess. I don't know. Or they're giving Juju more targets, more opportunities so that he wants to stay. That could be. Because if he's not getting, if he's getting all these targets going to other places, that's more reason he's like, okay, I want to go somewhere where I'm the clear one. Right. So, I mean, it could go, it, it, we both make, I feel like, good, good arguments, and it could go either way. Yeah, right? it'll be really, because the matchup is obviously good, but not all those guys can't, you know, it can't be Juju and Deontay and Chase Claypool, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they can't all do really great. So, yeah, we'll see. We, we should set, like, a, like, what's the line? Like, man, these receivers points, in this game. Points, something like that. Claypool, Johnson, and Juju, Gallup, Cooper, and CeeDee Lamb. That's crazy. If it was crazy. Dak, they'd all be starting. That's nuts. That's that's crazy game right there. If if the Cowboys had a quarterback and – I mean, Big Ben's not putting together the season I had hoped, but – It's just – it's weird because, like, between those – between Deontay and Juju and Chase Claypool, one of those guys is probably a top 12 receiver. Yeah. But good fucking – But who? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? which one. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We should pick a line of, like, X amount of points for Deontay to, to break the tie. But, yeah, we'll see what happens. My low receiver this week – it was really tough – I went with one that you, you, you might start him. I know I'm going to start him in one of my leagues, but Amari Cooper versus the Steelers. In the same matchup, I think I'm just low on the Cowboys receiving cores in general, obviously with, with uh, Dak Prescott being gone. Uh, the quarterback carousel of Dalton and Da Vinci, like the worst ride that has ever existed. Uh, and, and they're also playing the Steelers. So And I feel like with that, their line not being that great, as, as good as they should be, the Cowboys line. Yeah. That's going to be a lot of sacks in that and game. Think, oh, man. I don't know if he came back last week or if he's expected back this week, but I think Zach Martin was gone for a while. Yeah, and he's, that he's, a, he's their best. Yeah, guy. they really need him. But but it's still the Steelers' defense. So, like, you know, Cooper could, you know, have – he's one of those players that could, like, catch one ball and, and score a touchdown off of, like, a 40-yard this is a game. But. This is a game where I know I was talking last week when they were playing the Ravens that just put Watt in as a spy – it's going to be the opposite. Opposite. Just keep Watt flying around the field like yeah. coverage. You're not going to – Dalton or Danucci are not going to take off. Mm-hmm. You do not have to worry about that <laughs> at all. For sure. So I feel like that's going to just be that added level. If anything, Ebron's going to have a bad game. Right. 100%. So we'll see what happens. Um, Mark Cooper and that. Oh, not Ebron. A- sorry. Uh, Schultz. Schultz. I got Schultz. You. Uh, Ebron's in the game. Yeah, I know. Game, but – but yeah, so I'm I'm definitely worried about I, I put Cooper, but I'm really worse worried about like yeah. you know, I, I definitely you know I th- I considered Cooper as well because he especially this last game he didn't have a catch yeah that's fucking awful tight ends I'm high on Noah Fant from the Broncos uh, up against Atlanta who's given up the most touchdowns to tight ends and um, they're also up there in yardage allowed for tight ends Fant saw nine targets this past week with seven catches which is a good amount. He's kind of a, a really a security blanket for Drew Locke. He really is. Um, who's not looking that great. Yeah, he got the win, mm-hmm. but he just he just does not look that good. Yeah. Uh, he didn't have too many yards out of it, but I could easily see this game for Fant. He just gets a lot of looks and he busts one or two into some like good yards after catch, and I feel like that's very much going to happen. It's not even a boom or bust kind of situation. It's a little less than that. I think the boom is still there, but I don't think he really has – he's got yeah. way less of a chance of busting yeah, than most of the Yeah, for sure. He's a safe bet, and he's got a pretty good chance at busting out a good, like, 30-yard touchdown. Right. Uh, low on, again, back-to-back, Mark Andrews, two weeks in a <sighs> row. Um, I was correct last year, last week. He was held to 32 yards. They're playing the Colts, who have not allowed a touchdown to a tight end yet. I should have I put him as low guy just because I hope this stack continues. I don't want <laughs> I don't want the Colts to allow a tight end to the, anybody this year. A tight end touchdown. Yeah. Damn. I said last week it stays true. Andrews is a touchdown or bust kind of guy this year, um, especially with Jackson playing how he is. So I don't I don't, like I don't see him. him. I, it's true. 
Tight ends this year are rough, are yeah. very rough. Especially you know, Kittle's going out. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's nice. a rough year for tight ends. Just when you thought they 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 had their bubble and their bubble burst. Their bubble has been going <laughs> up and up through the years, and it has burst. I feel like tight ends are not going to be going as high in the draft next year Back to as to what they were doing this year. Right. So let's talk tight ends. My uh, my high tight end this week is T.J. Hawkinson against the Vikings. I've been kind of off him for a little while. But I, I think I've been doing that for a little too long. He's got a fine matchup against the Vikings. He saw 10 targets last week against the Colts. Galladay's not, uh, I think he's missing or is expected to miss week nine as well. So Hawkinson against Minnesota. I think he's going to be the focal point of the passing offense. I think you'll get Marvin Jones in there a little bit. He's never like a high volume guy. He's like a couple big catches guy. Uh, Amadola, like you said earlier, should be more involved. Maybe they'll pass to their running backs and stuff, but... I think Hawkinson, it's just really similar to, to Fant, honestly. It's, like the, it's a pretty good matchup, and he's he's become more involved in this offense in his second year. So I'm, I'm high on Hawk this week. My low tight end of the week is Mike Gesicki versus the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, it was Tua's first week as the starter. Uh, Mike Gesicki wa- uh, saw only two targets on the whole game. It's a one-game sample size of that. Two so. only had 93 yards. What do you want? <laughs> yeah. He can only pass to so many people that with that. That is so good. And they <laughs> won't be able to do that against the Cardinals. But the Cardinals are allowing the third least fantasy points per game against the tight end. 6.5 uh, points per game to the tight end. So I'm just going to be low on Mike Kosicki. The, the one game with, with Tua is obviously it's a very small sample size and all that. So it's you know it's not like super reliable. But Mike Kosicki doesn't seem to have that that sort of like – share of the, of the market of the passing uh, targets as the other two tight ends that we just talked about. So I'm low on him this week. Last but not least, we have our defenses. These are quick enough to run through. High on the Titans against Chicago. Me too. Yeah, yeah. Double bubble again. Titans need to have a bounce back game after their loss to the Bengals, and it's going to have to come from their defense. <laughs> Bears have a good pass D, and Tannehill may have a rough time, I feel like, against that defense. Um, Saints sacked Foles five times this past week and i feel like the titans will lean on their d uh get just as many sacks if yeah. not more and in a win over the bears they're gonna bounce back for sure i have two losses in a row one to the Bengals. they're not gonna they're not gonna be okay with that and then i'm low on tampa against new orleans me they, too yeah <laughs> yeah killing it man Woo! oh did you want to say anything about the titans <laughs> oh sure yeah i'll jump in uh, i just I, the only thing i would add that you didn't cover about the titans against the bears the bears offense has not been good they can't move the ball no and so like the you when you're in defense you lose points when you get scored on or when you give up yards and i don't think you have to roll like if you get a couple takeaways you're gonna be a top 10 defense for sure even without that you could be a top 10 defense just because you won't lose too many points from that starting value of mm-hmm. 10 with the bears offense uh, and then us being both low on Tampa against New Orleans, they only only one sack in their first meeting. Tampa did. Wow. Breeze is just looking. He's looking okay, and I think he's gonna play it very safe next week. Yeah. Because uh, it's an important game for these two teams. Could be a tiebreaker down the line because right. New Orleans taking the first one. I feel like they're they're not gonna be risking a lot, especially with the receivers. They've had all the problems with injury and sickness and slant boy. <laughs> Breeze is gonna he's gonna be playing it safe. He's not gonna be chugging it down, so there's not gonna be the option for the interception. If he gets blitz, he's gonna just find Kamara right away. Right. So and I feel like it's so important for that they're not gonna risk turnovers because this if Tampa wins this, then that could be the tiebreaker for the division. Right. And right. Er, er, what no, it'd come down to points. In, division, or whatever division it would wins be. First or yeah. Next or something. Yeah. So we'll see. It's I think I think it's too important of a game for Breeze to ball out. 
Yeah, and the, the other thing I would add too, and we won't we don't know uh, as of right now, but this, this week nine mashup, it could be the first week since week one where they have Kamara and Michael Thomas. So, and I think Sanders should be coming back. Yeah, because he, he was on the COVID list, right? Yeah. So he's, he's probably around in that corner for sure. Michael Thomas had a, a new injury pop up, I think, this past week or something. So hopefully it doesn't carry over to week nine. But it, yeah, like you, you might be looking at the Saints having all like three of their main pieces on offense for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, since the literal start of the season as well, so you, they're probably not a bad play the Bucks defense, but uh, you, you, it feels like one that you probably could do better looking at the waiver wire. So there you have our picks: either listen to us and we're right and praise us, or listen to us and we're wrong and yell at us, or don't listen to us and be right or wrong. There's so many options. Do you know how you did last week? I didn't look back at last week really. I did very. <laughs> I did pretty poorly last week. Don't tell them. Shh. <laughs> I'll edit that part out. <laughs> well, speaking of poor picks, why don't you give us your prop lock of the week? <laughs> yeah, sure. Let me tell you about it. All right. It's time for our prop lock of the week, which we do weekly, sponsored by Thrive Fantasy. I want to be 30. 30 and blurty and thriving. Make sure you head over to Thrive Fantasy and sign up using code FANCYBREWS. When you make your first deposit of $20 or more, you will get $20 added to your account. So you can make some player prop bets, pick some over-unders with all the names you know and love, and nothing crazy, stupid, complicated. I've got a prop lock of the week for you, one you can lock in here when you're making your, your picks. So you're welcome. You only have to make nine more. And he's back. Our boy, Christian McCaffrey. Over or under of 75 and a half rushing yards against the Kansas City Chiefs. We are taking the over here. The Chiefs have been not that great as a rushing defense. Christian McCaffrey is going to be involved now that he's back. He's been wanting to play. They've been holding him out a little bit to make sure he's really healthy. So he's going to be in great shape. He's hungry. He's going against the Chiefs. And you can lock in that over of over 75 and a half rushing yards. You're welcome. What do you think? Yes. Nice. You I didn't agree with me last week. $100 on it. <laughs> but uh, Let's move on to our <laughs> mid-season awards um, for what we're handing out. These aren't the fantasy awards. This is just the NFL awards. Um, I added most improved because um, that's kind of along the lines of comeback player of the year, which we also have. But we're going to start off with, the obviously, the big one, MVP. We'll probably agree on most of these together. Maybe we'll, I, be, maybe we'll be a toss-up between one or two. But I was interested. MVP, I don't like saying it, but I think Russell Wilson's going to get the MVP. That's too. <laughs> um, he has so many weapons that it just, it's, it's just easy. Like, it's just, just easy for him. <laughs> so well. And he's going to have to keep up the MVP type play because the Cardinals are just behind them in the division. Yeah. And so I feel like that's what's going to push Russ to keep up these numbers. 100%. Rodgers has too many injuries and he's and inconsistencies in his he's receivers to get the MVP. That he's... He just had a couple, yeah. So I feel like that's going to be what does it for Rodgers. Mahomes made a case for himself for sure this past week with his five touchdowns, 400-some yards. And he's definitely going to be in the talk. But I think it's going to come down to the competitiveness of the division, and the Chiefs have it easier than the Hawks in their division. Yeah. So that's why I pick Wilson. I don't like Russell Wilson, but (laughs) I feel like he's going to get it. He's he's been, yeah, he's been great. There's not much more to say there. 26 touchdowns already on the year. He's, I guess, Crazy. He's on pace for 50. Crazy. Two. Rookie of the year. I, You might be biased on this one, or you picked the right choice in <laughs> Justin Herbert. I did pick Chargers. Justin Herbert. <laughs> okay. He should have been starting from the beginning. Um, yeah. Tyron, it was week two he started. Yeah. I, I thought it was a little later. On accident. Not even yeah. on <laughs> like, why Five would, minute notice. <laughs> you draft this quarterback 
who is easily like you got to get at least give him a chance like he's out the gate should be started but you start someone who's had many chances yeah <laughs> in Tyrod Taylor but and Herbert's been getting better by the week for the most part mm-hmm. as well uh he just needs to learn how to maintain a lead 278 yards is his lowest passing yardage game on this year and then he's had multiple touchdowns in every single game since week four the his first two starts he had just one touchdown He's, he's been great. Oh, and I, I wrote this down. We were a little talking about it a little bit earlier, but all five of their losses, yeah. a total of 19 points. If, if he learns losses. how to maintain a lead, he could lead that team into this playoffs. And it's not even like like all on him either. Like you ran through him earlier, you know. Who's like, calling the plays that is making this? Like it's yeah. it very much probably comes down to play calling. Like just run that clock then. Right. I, I think at this point you just have to. You got a good quarterback. <laughs> Defensive player of the year. I went with Miles Garrett. Interesting. From nice. Cleveland, you go Donald. I I thought about going Donald. I actually went TJ Watt. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett tied for most sacks with Donald with nine. He, uh, Garrett also having four first forced fumbles and a fumble re- uh, recovery or two fumble recoveries. Nice. He's dealing with a little bit injury right now, but he was doing it for the last game. But I think he's still going to be fine this season, which is why I was comfortable still picking him. It's really toss up with him and Donald for me, though. So we'll see as the season goes on. Yeah, for TJ Watt, I put he he sticks out as one of the you know leaders of that like, crazy good defense that the Steelers have. TJ Watt was September's AFC Defensive Player of the Month as well. He's he's a little lower on the sack count. He's six point five, so he's tied for fourth, I believe, on the year so far. Mm-hmm. But I think that defense is just kind of continue to roll over with the schedule they have and stuff like that. So I'm I'm putting in TJ Watt to be the second Watt, I think, to get the award. Yeah, I think uh, JJ got cut multiple times. Yeah, and Derek Watt is not a defensive player. He's a fullback. <laughs> most improved this one's just kind of it, it's hard to come by someone but the there's people that like stick out like they're having a much better year than they did previous i picked robbie anderson i thought about that the panthers I didn't pick him, but I thought uh about it. it's very much him due to him leaving the jets <laughs> yeah uh but i think i think is i just think he deserves a lot of attention also a, give a good nod to kelvin ridley out there I as well him too Nice. I went with DK Metcalf, and it's not like he had a like a like a bad rookie year or mm-hmm. whatever, but he's still yeah. improving beyond it. His rookie year, he well, look had, at look at yeah in the NBA, Giannis got most improved, and after like he just it's just put together good, good season, he just gets more improved. <laughs> yeah. So it's his second year. His rookie year was fifty eight catches for nine hundred yards and seven touchdowns, but he's still taking juicy. <laughs> he's still taking the next step beyond that. He's a big, big man, and it's a big step. This year so far, he's got 680 yards and seven touchdowns. That's a pace for that's nuts. 100, uh, 1,554 yards and literally 16 touchdowns. That's more than Rod Tidwell. Yeah. <laughs> that's more than Cuba Gooding Jr. had. He's literally on pace for 16 touchdowns. That's so, crazy. Damn, DK that's crazy. is nuts. He's going to be he's gonna be like a legit good, like, uh, hopefully I'm not like blowing my load too early or whatever, but like he's going to be like a... Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> Antonio Brown, like, that, that tier of yeah. player I think is what he's going to be. That's awesome. Comeback player of the year. No one jumped out at me too much for this one. It was hard. So I think maybe we did end up with the same one. I picked Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, that's a good one. Because I, I they're 7-0, and if they weren't undefeated, I might have leaned to Stafford. Sure. Uh, and even if if Stafford's got to pick it up a little bit, for sure. They um, set the bar, and they being the, the backup quarterbacks last year, set the bar really low for Ben to, to But the, the 7-0 and start is what puts Ben over the top for me. 100%. I know Alex Smith is in the talks, but he's only played one game. And, and it's half a game. Yeah. He played half a game. I went with Rob Gronkowski. I wasn't sure how we felt about it. I was thinking, now that he's picked it up, I've been thinking, like, if yeah. he continues this, like, 
throughout the year, I I would agree for sure. Because like he obviously he, he he just didn't play last year. He was in the WWE, but even he won bef- that. Yeah, there you go, boom. <laughs> uh, but even the year before that, like in 2018, it wasn't really a Gronk type year, you know. Like so, like if you if you combine like his last year of playing at a kind of average pace and missing a year entirely, like it was a slow start. The the injury to OJ Howard, you know, helped open things up a little bit. He he is back in football shape now. And he's my comeback player of the year. Last coach of the year. This one was kind of hard too, but should we say it at the same time? Yeah. Okay. One, two, three. Andy Sean McDermott. Lee. Nice. Wait, is that the Bills? Bills. Yeah, yeah. The Bills are not as good as some people think they are, but they are winning games, and that's what a coach is there to do. That's they true. win games. Coaches are there to win games no matter what. He's six and two atop of the AFC East. I feel like, as of right now, getting that team to six and two. I feel like it, it could continue. Like, I don't think the Bills are a great team by any means. I think they're more in a, like, a, their, their start to the season was crazy good. I think they're, like, in a lull right now. And yeah. I think they'll get out of it. Close but to I, that. I still think Sean McDermott's doing a pretty good job. It's a good pick. I like it. I actually went with Andy Reid of the, the Chiefs. Uh, he's got the offense down. What's, what's, Basically, my reason for wow. picking him is Let like, me give you all these all-stars. Try to win games. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Good well, luck. Like, Pat Mahomes had five touchdowns last week, but that, that's not been Pat Mahomes this year. Like, his offense has been playing well without, like, it's not like Pat Mahomes has been the MVP. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, they, they've been playing well. They've been running well. They now have Le'Veon Bell. And their defense, you know, last year, they ended in a good spot. They were, they were one of those defenses last year to start where you're like, yeah, play my guys against the Chiefs. But now he's got the defense in a pretty good spot that are a little bit above average. So it's hard to not go with them as like Super Bowl. They're in the conversation again, uh, and that mm-hmm. starts with the coach. So I'm going Andy Reid. All right, uh, bring up the NFL teams and let's go and let's do some Bruce clues. Oh, it's time for Bruce clues. All right, we got the teams up. Let's give you your first clue. This running back is leading his team in rush yards, but is tied for second in rushing touchdowns. He is fourth on his team in receiving yards, though he is tied for the most catches, and he is second in targets. So again, uh, just ranking, I'm basically ranking all of his things. Uh, number one on his team, that's all on his team. Number one, rush yards, tied for second in rushing touchdowns. Okay. Fourth in receiving yards, tied for most catches, second in targets. All right. Second and rushing touch. I feel like this clue is good enough to eliminate some of the, a right. lot of the teams. That's why I am just kind of trying to piece my way through here. I'm gonna go an early guess. I'm gonna go with James White. It is not James White. Um, he might have fit that though. I th- I'd be interested. To- I'd be I'd be close if he fits that. So, this running back has not had a game over 100 yards rushing in his career. And he is currently sitting at the number 17 running back in PPR. So, he's very middle of the road. He had 18 rush attempts this past week compared to other running backs having five total, which is a typical week split up of carries on his team. So, he has not had a rushing game over 100 yards. He's currently number 17 in PPR. And he has 18 rush attempts this past week compared to five to other running backs, which is typical for a game for this guy on his team. So he usually gets the bulk of the carries. Mm -hmm. And he also played last week. 
Yeah, you should have used that last time. Remember when you guessed Lamar Jackson on his bye week? <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, I gave you the stat. I, he, I said that Burrow had the only rushing touchdown in his game. Burrow, oh Burrow had the only rushing touchdown in his game, and Lamar Jackson was on a bye week. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I'm going to go... I thought I was giving you an easier one, but I think it might be because I've just paid certain attention to this guy. Like, just because I I keep my eye on certain guys. Like, whether they're on my sure. fantasy team or not, I'll keep eye, I'll keep my eye on guys. And maybe that's why I thought this was easier, is because I've been watching this guy, and that's not helping you in any sense. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's uh, tough. I, I'll go – I don't feel good about it, but I'll go, I'll go Philip Lindsay. No. Last AFC East, Bills, Patriots, Jets, Dolphins. Bills, Patriots, Jets, Dolphins. Okay, so I oh, I really – I don't want to – Frank Gore. I, I can't imagine it's a Jets running back. I, I, I'm really worried that I'm going to guess wrong. Fuck, dude! Next week I'm giving you a softball because I thought I thought I was giving you a. But this is <laughs> it's I, not you, it's me. I gotta stop. I gotta stop picking guys that like I'm actually like focused well, on. I think that helps because it's not Damian Harris then because I have on Dynasty. Yeah. So like that is a clue in and of I don't know. I don't know if I've ever picked a guy. Have we either picked anyone we have on each other's Dynasty? I think I. Oh, I don't know if I've picked anyone that you have on your team. I'd have, I'd have to look at at my previous uh, things, which I have right here, but I haven't picked anyone on your Dynasty team. Pick Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> no, I uh, I don't think it's it's either one of the Bills guys, but their splits haven't really been like that. So I think I'm gonna go with Miles Gaskin. Yes, Miles Gaskin. Um, I've been watching. I've been watching him a lot. I've been trying to try. I've been trying to get him in Dynasty because I feel like he he may not be having an amazing season, but I feel like he's gonna pick it up. He's like he's the kind of person I would love to have on my team. That's like he's a good fill in when one of my two yeah. only other guys have yeah. a bye week or something. But uh, still leading the Dolphins in rushing touchdowns is not Fitz. Oh is no, it? it's, it's Fitzpatrick. No, Jordan Howard. Oh no! <laughs> in the first three weeks, he had a touchdown each week, and he hasn't even played like since then. Oh man, Miles Gaskin. And Fitzpatrick uh, has two though. That's who he's tied with. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. So okay, this is hilarious. I for my Bruce clues, I I had one completely ready to go. And then I thought of a different one, like, later today. So I have, I have next week's ready as well. Yeah, that works. But here we go. So clue number one, this wide receiver currently playing on their rookie contract. This year they have three rushing – or sorry, not rushing. They have three receiving touchdowns so far, uh, which would be a, uh, a pace to set a career high in receiving touchdowns. So to, to recap, they're a receiver. They're still on their rookie contract. They have three receiving touchdowns on the year so far, uh, which is a pace of a career high in receiving touchdowns for this player. Okay. Do we ever settle on, can we repeat people that we've used for previous Brewers clothes? I'm I'm trying to avoid repeating one that I've done. I'm kind of asking. Is it, this, this is, is not it, one I've done. Okay. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, like, I think we should, let's just settle that right now. We cannot repeat any of them that we either of us I think we both done. did T.Y. Hilton, though. I think I did them did on we? the last episode, and I think you did them way earlier. Oh. So, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, maybe we'll just take your points away from getting that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I think we should definitely not repeat our own for sure. Okay. I think it's fine to... Wide receiver on his rookie contract has three receiving touchdowns this year. And, and that would be a pace for a career high in receiving touchdowns. Okay. Um, rookie contract. Uh, 
I'm just going to throw it out there, Justin Jefferson. It is not Justin Jefferson, but nice. He's, I'm pretty sure he's got three receiving touchdowns in his, on his rookie contract. He's definitely on his rookie contract. <laughs> so, this clue holds true to Jefferson. It would be a career high. Let, let me just make sure he does have... I feel like I should know this because I have him on in Dynasty. Yes, so this true this clue is true to Justin Jefferson. That's half a point. Me? He's <laughs> that last part of the clue of the career high pace is I was like that doesn't help irrelevant. me. <laughs> that doesn't help me all at right. all. Clue number two. This while this uh, player is not the leader of his team in receiving touchdowns, he does does lead his team in receiving yards. Three hundred sixty nine. If you were curious. I, I wanted to add something here. I didn't really know. So I just added he benefits from having a team that's got a, a pretty good run game uh, to alleviate some of that uh, pressure. His team has a winning record with, with the good balance. I guess. That's what takes away Justin Jefferson. There you go. <laughs> so he uh, is not he's not leading his team in receiving touchdowns. Wait, what if Justin Jefferson had 369 yards? Hold on. That would be 563. Whoa. <laughs> Damn, that's pretty good though for his rookie year. So he, he uh, right. does not lead his team in receiving touchdowns, but he does lead his team in receiving yards. Uh, and then his team has a pretty good run game, I guess. And a winning record. This is a hard one. Okay, I'm going to throw out another one quick. And I'm going... Leading their team with 369 yards? That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go Darius Slayton. It is not Darius Slayton. Oh. I don't want to edit it in later, so I'll just do that. Okay, and then the division is the AFC South. Oh, God. <laughs> I was going to... Is it A.J. Brown? It no. is not A.J. Brown. It is Corey Davis. It's Corey, Corey Davis? Corey Davis. Damn. <laughs> he has 369 yards more than A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown missed two games. Yeah, um, but I still... A.J. Brown's close. 356 yards. Oh, <laughs> my God. A.J. So... Brown has five touchdowns so far oh, this year. Oh, shit. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh man, I uh, I was I was just listening to something else, and I I, I didn't realize that like it, they, just, they compared these two guys, and and it, I thought it was hilarious that Davis like has more yards. He's, still, he's having an, he's been okay. Like he's been actually. Like, I was high on Davis last year, and that didn't pan out. Yeah. But he's having a very. I think he's having he's in a very his okay last year's rookie contract. Yeah. His okay. fourth year. I think they already declined his fifth year option, if I recall. Um, yeah, I think they, I believe I believe okay. they did. I mean, he's week one, he had 101 yards. Week two, he had 36 and a touchdown. Then he had 69 yards. Then 35 and a touchdown and 128 and a touchdown. He missed two games, so you, you didn't start in those two games. So he's been, like, pretty much completely startable, like, the, yeah. the whole year. Like your I, had, I had him in my redraft yards. a couple times. So that's really interesting. You caught a touchdown this past week as well. And A.J. Brown, like, that's actually really exciting because, like, I've said a couple times, like, I feel like if the Titans got – it's like the Packers. Like, if they get that – that like second receiver that they can kind of more like really actually rely on. And Corey Davis seems like he's yeah. like the Devonte Parker story. He's now seems like he might be that guy. Hopefully he continues to do that. That's pretty good. Okay. I put up the goose egg. You get one back. Yeah. Uh, final notes. I'm <laughs> satisfied with my bruise clues for sure. I never have final notes, man. I, I guess I'll just look at the, the games coming up for this, this coming week. The Packers game on Thursday will be exciting. I, I think it's a we've 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 kind of missed on Thursday games lately. So, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, it's a low bar. I don't love any of these games. I'm real excited for Monday. Bucks night. Saints, yeah, Bucks Saints. I feel like is That'll Monday night is Patriots Jets. 
Maybe the Dolphins Cardinals could be a sneaky good game. I think Saints Bucks is going to be the best game this next week. Steelers Car or Steelers Cowboys if Dak was bad is still here it would have been so good. Ravens Colts sounds like it'll be like a boring game. Yeah, which I wouldn't have thought of last year. But tighten up, they'll bounce back this week. Packers need to bounce back as well. Patriots are whatever. <laughs> I given up on them this year, but. <laughs> You got your Brady jersey on? You're ready for... for I'm ready for tonight. Game. I'm ready to watch my boy Timmy B. Emma BD. This kickoff is in like 10 minutes or something. TB Emma BD for the TD in the EZ end zone. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Fantasy Brewers Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Brewers Pod. You can also follow us to download our episodes every week on any of your favorite podcasting services like Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Thanks again for listening. Have a beer for us on Sunday.